Hey, how are ya? Welcome to Natchcast. I'm Mark Brush. Just got up from a nap. Today we have a guest. A guest! Zach. Zach Normandon. You may know Zach as the founder of Little Duck Organics. A kid's snack fruit packaging cool company. Maybe you know Zach as the runner-up from our uh, inaugural best hair in natural men's category vote on the website. Bitter, bitter, stinging defeat to Neil Gottlieb of Three Twins Ice Cream and his mother. Or you might know Zach from his latest ventures involving dirty girls and lemon gluten. No, no, that's not. No, just listen. This is episode 5005. Begin. How have you been? Good, man. Things are pretty crazy right now, but all good things. In, where? Uh, in the midst of the craziness, it's all great. So. And where are you in Brooklyn? I am, yeah. We have a little, uh, well, we have a big studio space here. Um, and I'm actually, we have a secret room, a speakeasy that I'm using, which we actually were thinking about doing um, like some light recording in. So I'm glad that the sound uh, is good down here. You sound great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Kind of like. Kind of like chocolate. I don't know why. Chocolate. <laughs> His voice <laughs> yeah. sounds like chocolate to me. You're getting a note, a note of chocolate, huh? Yeah, hints of chocolate, but it, it could just warm. be could just be the Skype. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, ho- I'm hoping it translates well. Speakeasy, warm and chocolatey. Mm. So this is called Redwood, right? Uh, yeah, the, the space is Redwood Studios. Uh. So I, so I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my hands around Redwood. This Your is hands? like how we introduce people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like a creative engine that does a lot of different stuff. Agency, space, events, etc. Yeah, this is just a vehicle. Wait, are we recording right now? Is this oh, for the show? Yes. No, is this? It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everything is fair game for the show. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Redwood is just, uh, you know, as Mark, you may know, when you're in the midst of transitioning between uh, professional career paths, you... Uh, you know, you you set up uh, you know little hobby things that actually turn into businesses if you're lucky, and uh, that's kind of what happened with Redwood. So I sold Little Duck, and I took the summer off, and I was I was uh, I had a few people contact me and say, hey, we'd love to work with you on branding stuff. And anyways, ended up doing some consulting work, and then I was uh, you know in the midst of all that, uh, was thinking to myself, well, geez, I could turn this into a business, and that's what I did. So. And it, but it's not the only one, which we'll get to later. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 Right. But it's a it's a multi purpose space. You could have bar mitzvahs, vat mitzvahs, uh, quinceañeras. Yeah, yeah, quinceañeras. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you you name it. Yeah, no, we got. I mean, we have the space and then the agency, and it's just kind of a it's a nice home base for all of the other stuff that we have going on here. So yeah, yeah that's it. It's pretty boring. It's pretty boring actually. I don't think but, it's boring. At well, all. it looks lovely in the pictures. 
Well, we actually, so when Little Duck used to be headquartered here before they moved it to the, the city, and um, when I first moved Little Duck in here, we brought like four tons of sand in, and we had a humongous sandbox here, and I wanted to say it was the largest sandbox in Brooklyn, but uh, it didn't, I don't, it, never, it never got to that point. Who's going to challenge you on that? Yeah, who's got a bigger sandbox? Well, that was the whole point. Was I just wanted to say that we had the largest sandbox in Brooklyn, mm. but it didn't you happen. To, was it hard to keep? I the think you should have gone for it. Yeah, no, it was too fast. Things too, happen too fast. Things happen too fast. So I didn't realize that. Yeah, there is a very close parallel. Well, transitioning. So we should probably tell people who don't may not know Little Duck what Little Duck is and was because that's how I met you. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, is that how I? I first, I'm thinking Expo. One of these expos. Was that the first time we met when we did that panel together? I th- Do you I'm remember? I'm trying to remember which panel it was. Was it with Shazi oh. from, from Happy Baby? I'm just trying to remember which uh, one that was. No, it might no. have been the panel with no, Graham, the... who Mark called Trevor. Yeah, no, it's where you were no, with. Circle he, up. He looks, like a, he looks like a Trevor. It's <laughs> an you. honest mistake. <laughs> to be fair. He, he didn't yeah. seem to be too phased by it. I do remember, you know, you're in the thick of it. You're moderating. You've been mm. giving it your best. High energy. There's a lot going on. A room full, of, a conference room full of at least 20 people. And you're like, this is it. And I'm going down the line and I introduced, there's Zach. I think we showed a brand video for Little Duck and it was very compelling. I feel like Ryan what, from Circle Up was on that panel. And then I got yeah. to the last one and I called him Trevor. And you or Ryan looked at me. Do you know I, a lot of Trevors, Mark? I don't know any Trevors. <laughs> You really want to what know a, a Trevor. What a peculiar... I was going to say. Yeah, what, a pe- what a peculiar name to pick out of the hat. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Peek inside the mind. Poor, poor, <laughs> poor Graham. He's never been the same since. Well, what a nice guy he was. I did, yeah, do you want to I went the whole apologize formally right I now, Mark? I do apologize Mark? formally to Graham. Okay. Again, which I did later. Oh, but this is more a public apology, right? Because you didn't apologize during the well, presentation. But I, so. the public didn't know. Well, you've made amends, so All we're right, good. That's right. fine. Let's talk about Little Duck Jesus. a little bit. Little Duck. So that's how I met Zach, founder, charismatic young founder of um, a very uh, brand, uh-oh, a, a very brand forward natural products company. And this was, um, I guess, is it still it's still around, isn't it? I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the oh. company's the company's growing and doing well. Uh, yeah, no, I just stepped aside. I mean, th- this is a great industry thing but it's like as a founder as a young founder with no capital at Mm. some point when you're growing a big company you just delete yourself out of the company (laughs) and that's like what Uh, I did so I was like well this is doesn't make a lot of sense for me to keep going here because uh you know my time is like eventually you compute and you do you understand like the math of equity and how things work in this industry so or in any industry in any startup industry so um not everyone leaves though I know plenty of people that are still there with 10 percent of their company or four or or two percent yeah exactly right well uh, so Little Duck was and is, I mean, it's just dehydrated fruit, right? Kids snacks. Yeah, they have like something like 16 new products now. I mean, oh, there's, there's right, a bunch the of new stuff. Yeah, yeah. so there's, uh, well, we did the oatmeal when uh, I, I was still running the company. Yeah, but um, yeah, but now they have gummy snacks and all kinds of stuff. I mean, they're trying to build it into, or they are. I mean, they're building it into more of a, you know, like a full comprehensive, you know, lifestyle brand for kids. But um yeah, I mean, the original, like, why I started uh, was I have four kids. Uh, four! And... Not seven. I thought seven, but that's okay. 
All right, oh, wait, hold on. We actually need to. We actually need to move that. I actually don't have four kids. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets that wrong? What? That's that's really we need to scratch that. I have three children. Three children. No, you know what the problem was? Is I'm looking at your notes here, and it actually says six or seven kids. Yeah, I and know. There was a lot of confusion that just happened there. So, no, I have three children, not four. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was looking for snacks for Sam. <laughs> I just made them mistake. Um, anyways, yeah, and then uh, and then started Little Duck, and the rest is history. So, wow. So what led? What were you doing before you had uh, four minus one kids? Oh, this yeah. Hold on, we got we got to oh, get in. This is the myth of Zach that I want to. Well, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, because I remember. So Zach. Uh, looks different than a lot of people in the industry, mainly the hair. We're talking about the hair. Yeah, um, the hair is special. And actually, in honor of your hair, we're drinking uh, nettle tea right now because we've we've wow. heard that nettles are really good for your hair. Oh, I need that, yeah. Yeah, Mark's hair, by the way. Guy refuses to wear a swim cap, gets in the pool like twice a week. His hair looks... Four times a week I'm swimming. Do you remember how uh, the Incredible Hulk's hair looked in the old 70s, 80s TV series? Do you want to remember? Zach's 18 no. years old. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. You should look online because his hair was kind of straw-like and kind of not green like it is now, not a dark green, but kind of like a faded green, like kind of a blonde green. My hair is not green. It's starting to look a little green. Oh. Get a swim no, cap. No, it's more like a like a surfer. People think ask me if I'm highlighting it. I, I'm yeah, not. I've wondered that myself. It's just drenched hair. Okay. Well, it looks very brittle, too. I look at my hair and I see fitness. See, I see it's about to break off. But I Josh, look at Zach's hair. Josh, you have a great hairstyle. I'm just Thank looking you. at the, the top of it from the side. On oh, in that your... picture. That's the best angle. That is that is my good side there. Uh, that's a, that was sort of a selfie with a tripod. It was for something. I don't remember why I needed Nobody a picture of myself. Nobody cares about Josh's hair. Well, my wife's a hairstylist, so I'm lucky because she yeah, cuts wow. my hair. But yeah, we're, nice. we're talking about natural. But not as often as you think. What do you mean? I put natural nuts and berries in my hair. I bet you do. All right. Metals from the inside. What was I talking? We were trying to get to Zach's, so I, I don't know why. There was a little bit of a myth around Zach because it was like he was in the Merchant Marines or the Coast Guard, and then he had all these kids, and he seemed so young, <laughs> and then he had founded a natural products company. Now, maybe to you that doesn't seem exceptional, but to me, the editor of a very serious business journal in natural products, always on the hunt for sort of... Uh, a young charisma, the new faces of organic and natural. That it, sounds like a new just, face to me. Yeah, right to the top. So, so how did you get that face? How did you develop fake? this face? Well, Mark, this is 10 years in the making. I've been creating this exciting persona. I think so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it's all true. <laughs> minus, minus the four children. That's not true. Uh, so yeah, three kids. I was in the Coast Guard and, uh, and yeah, then started Little Duck and, uh, I had children very young, so I was 22 and I had my first, and and yeah, now I'm 31 and I'm gonna have a nine-year-old daughter. 31, which, is, which uh, is crazy. See, a lot of people think that's, but I think that's smart having your kids young because kids, you can feel them literally like sucking your energy away. So if you're younger, I'll try doing that. You when have you're 41. more of it. That's why I'm saying it's smart. Yeah, it is smart. That got the right idea. All the time. Wait, What's how that? many kids do? How many kids do we have between the three of us here? Oh, more math. Uh, Tough question. Well, actually, seven between all of us because Mark and I each have two. We have two that are essentially the exact same ages. Yeah, really close. Like oh, our cool. his oldest daughter and my oldest son have 
known each other. I mean, all the kids have known each other since they were pre, uh, what, in the womb or whatever. There was some belly bumping, I don't right? think they knew each other then. Oh, I think they did. Wow. The human experience runs deeper than you might think, Mark. We have a guest, Josh. We can't do this. We have to actually talk to the guest. Well, he asked about our kids. All right, we have lovely children. Two so you guys both have, both have two. Thanks for yes. asking. Yeah, 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 thank yeah you. of course. <laughs> Defines most of our lives, actually. Yeah. It does. That's why we yeah. raced to set up a podcast in three minutes before we're... Yeah, and my youngest son is upstairs right now, uh, so he might interrupt at any, any moment. Yeah, if my children were here, I would be frantically switching between mute and, yeah, uh, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. And, you, and it's tough to perform under those circumstances. That's the title uh, yeah. of your. That's the title of your porn. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Which gets us to yes, some of the new projects. Okay. Now it's not porn at all. It's just very alluring, <clears throat> alluring models. Oh, oh, girls with gluten. Yeah, I want to get to girls with gluten. I, this is a fascinating. Um, I, so is it? What I'm wondering, we'll, t- we'll t- Whoa. Sorry. What was that? I have someone logging on or off of Skype. One of my contacts. Oh. It adds uh, next, atmosphere. Next time you want to mute that. I'm not sure I can. Um, podcasting 101. Go. Question yeah. was about gluten. Girls with gluten. Yeah. Go. Um, so tell me what that is, real quick. All right, so <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll tell you why I'm so fascinated by it. <laughs> it's a side project, but basically we're using it as a platform to launch a new brand that is actually coming out later this month. But um, yeah, so we launched it about probably three weeks ago now, and we have a couple thousand followers and a pretty engaged following, like considering the time. And uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, like what we're doing between all of us here is just poking fun at you know, the way that natural foods brands are marketed, which is just like, it's so unrealistic. Like you look at the, just the pictures and the copy and everything. It's just so, um, (laughs) it represents such a small percentage of what people, what the lives that people actually are living. And, uh, anyways, I mean, everyone loves pizza. Everyone loves hamburgers, maybe not hamburgers, but Everyone loves things that look like hamburgers, um, and they they like the buns. That's the that's the uh, that's the thing that we're honing in on is just like the the gluten portion of it. But uh, but yeah, no, we're using it as a launch pad, and essentially it's going to play into another brand uh, called Dirty Lemon that I'm launching. So, um, which Dirty Lemon is like the the charcoal water? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're making it's a detox a detox uh, beverage. So lemon and charcoal and a couple other herbal extracts uh but yeah everyone needs to go to girls with gluten on instagram there's only one only one handle and you can check it out it's really funny i've in the course of raising money for dirty lemon i've shown a lot of people girls with gluten and the responses are just absolutely hilarious especially from like the older crowd who is like oh my gosh like this is i mean there's really there's a couple like you know little bit more risque photos but for the most part it's just pretty girls eating like junk food yeah. and um and it's an invitation right like people send you their pictures of girls with gluten oh yeah no we have a hashtag going right now so it's just and it's crazy i mean you can ha- just search the hashtag and you can see all of the pictures but i mean the big picture here is that i think people are going to be like I'm betting on the fact that people are more interested in seeing like the real side of human food behavior than this like um I don't know it's like not even uh it's just like an unrealistic uh it's not even I'm trying to think of the word but um 
What do you mean, how sexy they're trying to make No, no, they're trying, the, expe- no. The, the aspirations inside the natural products industry are unrealistic because nobody's going to eat that way. It's sort of what you have, yeah, to, give it, up, exa- you have to give up everything you want. That exactly. You no, that, oh, that's see, exactly yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. You're Warren um, Buffett. Did you read that article? No, no, I haven't, but I need to, I need to though. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, he's known to, um, I, don't, I don't know why this caused such a, here's this topical Ooh. news. Okay. Uh, later, that comes later. later. That comes later. Um, so he's known to sort of just, he just pounds cherry Coke all day long. And like every day he goes to Dairy Queen and gets a burger and some sort of dairy for lunch. Mm-hmm. Right. And they interviewed him at his latest gathering of shareholders. And, and he made some sort of remark about, cause he's a big investor in Coke and, uh, mm. I don't know what other fast food chains are in that portfolio. Right. But I mean, these guys like 80 something, I think. I don't know why they're thinking he's going to have some huge insight in natural products, but he said nobody's ha- nobody's smiling at Whole Foods. He's, <laughs> he's fine with the companies he's got. Nobody smiles at Whole Foods. So there's something similar there to what you're right. thinking. Well, I mean, like, at the end, like, at the end of the day, though, like the, this, the, I just think it's annoying. Like when you look at the way that I do too. Like all of these, you know what I want to see is Food Babe as a girls with glu- a girl with gluten. Oh well. She, I, heard, I heard you guys talking about Food Babe last food time. Babe. So. She's so, sort of a thorn in our side. I would like to call her out that we would love for her to be a girl with gluten on on yeah. on on the site. Well, that'll do. We something can make for that you. official. Yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyways, no. I mean, but my, but my point though is that like I think like taking a very pretentious uh, position in in the way that you communicate like your personal. Um, you know, your personal opinions on food, uh, it, like, I, I don't know. I just find it to be a little annoying. So we're trying, we're just loosely poking fun at that. And, um, and ultimately it's not really, uh, I, I think it's going to play into the brand that we're creating in dirty lemon, which is, you know, really set to kind of like balance out, um, you know, the quote dirty, you know, food habits that everyone has, um, with like a detox type of a beverage. So, well, cause in theory, like a detox beverage, provides balance if, if you want to have kind of that yin and yang right you can eat yeah, kind of exactly. some crappy stuff and well or, everyone lo- everyone loves like eating ice cream or indulging in something you know it's just like it, it happens and um like everyone has their their own personal mcdonald's you know whether it's mcdonald's or not like everyone has something and i mean we're just looking to kind of like tell that story a bit more so what if you eat too much health food your body's i think it's going to weaken your body your body needs to Fight off do have this unhealthy food a little bit. It's true. If you're too clean, you'll just succumb to the next. Yeah, you'll be too. You'll be a, a wuss. Yeah, well, I don't know that. What? What? That's great. Uh, that's what a I'm theory. interested in. So I think pr- pretension is a good word for sort of uh, some. Not not the whole industry. Not the whole movement around food reform. No, no, but, of course not. But it's there, right? It's inside that. This, some of it is that. And there, what's interesting to me is. Boy, this stuff has gone mainstream, like not only in at retail where you can buy the stuff, but some of the new brands. We talk about Hampton Creek a lot, and it's like they don't – I've talked to them a few times, and they're coming on as a guest uh, next week? No. Oh, yeah, soon. Two weeks. Um, they don't – you know, there's no pretense about it. It's sort of like we want to make it affordable. We want it to be healthier, sustainable, and they're really focused on mass, and they're like, you know, Oprah's in the in the marketing it's like arm's length to, to Expo. I mean, they're at right. Expo. They're on panels. They want to be there with a big, giant booth. But that's one channel for them. And it seems like as this thing goes mainstream, more and more people are talking about 
well, what's the right messaging? What's the right branding that's going to work there instead of where it's been? And that sounds like it's exactly what you're focused on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hit the you hit it right on the head. I mean, that's Aha! It. <laughs> that's it. Nothing more to be said. Nothing no. more to be said. Well, but older, older uh, people, too, I think. Maybe Older come people. like me, like, like me. my age, like oh. our age. They come to natural 31. food. Thirty-one. What? What were you doing at thirty-one? I'd rather not say. Uh huh. Um, but no, I mean, you what know, had you done? They're coming to natural food, maybe looking to improve the way they feel and look, perhaps, or or oh, make a, a health shift. But if you're trying to sell to younger, invincible people, like you're it's not going to be able to it's do it. It's aspirational, but then when you get there, you kind of, I feel that way. I'm starting to write more about it. It's like I'm, it's a little fatiguing yeah. to like live inside that and go, Ugh, this is not enough fun. Where do there I have is, some fun? No, definitely. There, so one of the founders of Bitsy's Brain Food, uh, her husband, and I just read this last week. It is hilarious. For the last like three or four expos that they've been to, he just listens to people's conversations and writes down like the best talking points. You guys oh. absolutely have to read these. They're, they're so good. But it's like... Uh, like people are taking this far too serious. Like when you, when you, when you actually read on paper, what people are saying at shows, it's just like, you know, it's, I mean, not that health isn't serious cause it is, but it's right. like, um, I mean, there's <laughs> just, it's, it's, I, I can't even reference anything cause I'm going to mess it up. You guys just have to read it at some point, but like some of these talking points are just so funny, um, but, uh, well, there you go. Fodder for, yeah. Another Natchcast. Well, I mean, do you think uh, expectations are too high in terms of what people expect these products to do for them? Uh, He's not a doctor, Josh. Oh, I'm just no. – it's <laughs> someone who eats. He's someone who eats <laughs> and feeds children. Yes, yeah. that's true. Uh, I think – like, I don't know. I mean, it's just all about balance, right? And I think that, mm-hmm. like, it's pretty cut and dry what's good for you and what's not good for you. And, uh, like, from at least from my perspective, like, you can tell who takes, like, all of this far too serious. And um, mm. I don't know. I just, like, we. It, it, there's nothing wrong with being, like, literally just a human being. Like, there's no – you don't need to, like – I don't know. And I think I think the biggest issue that I have is just, like, preaching – to people who don't necessarily follow your food ethos, you know? Um, well, that's hard that's, to do, right? There's so many different versions of... Yeah, there's so many niche diets and diet diets, plans. and food tribes. Yeah, right, food, right, right, food yeah. tribes that how can you... Yeah. You can't what reach I, them all. Yeah, let's get back. I, g- girls <laughs> with gluten. This is what's interesting to me. So this is... It's like, a, does it stay as a side project and just sort of see what happens with it? Or... Because the this we're not smart enough to do stuff like this. No, we're struggling. This is <laughs> well, we own we own like ten of similar accounts. Girls with hamburgers, girls with French fries, like oh. all kinds of. Mm. I mean, the, for the most part, and the in, the most interesting thing is, you would think that it's like a bunch of dudes liking these photos. Oh, no, all you right. need to do is just go through, and it's a bunch of girls that are liking them and tagging their friends and saying, "Oh my God, this was us last night," or yeah. you know. <laughs> There's a million different things you can go through and, and read them, but um, I'm, ge- I'm guessing it's not Expo West attendees. It's actually like real people out in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, well, right. and well, that's no, like they're, they're real. I'm sorry, they're real people. Wow. That go to I I. Why am I doing that? I don't know. Come on, Trevor. No, but they're not industry. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, Bill. <laughs> <sighs> yes, it's real people. So well, I mean, when I saw well, it, that's the whole. It, big... I didn't know. I had no context when I saw it, which I imagine a lot of people don't. I thought it. My first thought that was that it was some sort of strange fetish I wasn't aware of, ah. which I kind of liked. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. I was like, dude, do, do people maybe? A yeah, but it did seem like sort of a backlash you? to 
you know, everyone is so hyper particular about what they eat. So it seemed like kind of a celebration of like girls with. Well, I think you picked the right one. Like you could have picked. Well, it's got good cadence. Well, gluten is the one to pick, right? Ah. And so pick the right one. It offended me a little bit because my youngest son cannot have gluten. It's like he will never be able to eat gluten with girls. (laughs) Interesting. Block that account from him right now. He can't even look at it. It would drive him up the wall. I think so. Gluten was very smart. I mean, who it's, you know, it's, it's pictures of bottles eating food. That's going to draw an audience. That's smart. Yeah. And yet it's all inside this master plan to help Mm. sort of launch a brand. Nice though that, that it's who that does that? exists on its own, so it can, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but it's strategic, right? Because it's it's all out there on its own. You can kind of leverage it however yeah. you want, whenever you. So that oh, this to, is my and maybe you don't want to talk about this, which is fine. But yeah. like, so you launched the brand. How, tell us how to be successful. Yeah, tell us how to. Yeah. <laughs> how do you connect the brand to the girls with gluten account without? All right, so we're going to let you in on a little secret. So, yes. I mean, basically, the tone of Dirty Lemon is going to be very, very similar to the, just the entire brand tone is going to be very similar with guys and girls, though, uh, two girls with gluten. And, I mean, the way that we do it is, like, we're just going to start layering in photos of people with the uh, with oh. the beverage and the food. So Pro- it's going to look placement. exactly the same, but then we start tagging uh, Dirty Lemon as, you know, as an element of the photo. And, you know, we're hoping that with enough of a following on the girls with gluten page, which is, you know, far more generic than someone who has to like, actually like a brand. There's, uh, there'll be a a good crossover onto, you know, the brand page. So it's a bit of an experiment. I mean, we don't know if it's going to work, but it's good. We've talked to to a lot of people. Oh, you just kind of create the meme first and then the brand kind of gets wheeled well, in that's later. Sm- that's that's, no, that's like marketing. That's yeah, they know. Okay. It's real good. I'm just saying. So we'll have to figure out what to do for us, but that's too late for us. No, it's not. It's never too late. No, yeah. You guys, you guys are nailing it. Listen, this, I, I had this idea a while back and I said this to Mark, like the, the natural foods industry needs a gawker. It needs something to like, just kind of like be on the pulse of trends and people and everything that's happening in the industry. And you guys like you, you have the platform in this to do this. And it's, that's why I was like so pumped to, it, wow. it's cool. Like I'm really, I'm really happy to be a guest and I appreciate it. And it's just like, I think what you guys are on to is equally as compelling, you know, as what we're doing with our brand. So kudos to you guys as well. Listen, thank you. I wish uh, we were on video chat. Cause now you could see us blushing. Yeah. Um, very kind to say that. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. It's been a great podcast. No, we're not done. <laughs> so, so that I do remember that. I think I, I I sent you one of the early articles or oh no, when we did the hair maybe we did a we did a best hair in natural men's category and Zach almost won. Rob, so close. Yeah. yeah only only Neil Gottlieb at Three Twins Ice Cream. I I've talked to him. His mother was just this is oh, what he says. Yeah. Because I didn't put any filter on the voting. Yeah. And I think his mom was just clicking for about eight hours. There was a lot of votes coming in for Neil. <laughs> there were a lot. Of- <laughs> Neil, he- wins a- Neil wins a lot. Yeah. The guy's got great press. <laughs> He's got great, great press. But he has good hair, but it's not as idiosyncratic. No, I think Zach's I don't think I've ever seen hair quite like Zach's. I can't. I'm impartial. Yeah. Um, so so th- I don't know if it was that article or, or, or another one, but, yeah, I, I sent it to you. And it, that was your first response to me was very encouraging because you, you got it right away. You're like, I see what you're doing. Um, from there, I think, so I'm going to amend what you said. You said mm-hmm. we have the platform to do it. I think we have the chops to do it. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about platforms. Uh, I think we're standing on a platform. We just don't realize it. Ah, 
Yeah. Uh, he's he's building the platform. Well, he's got, you know, here's the Instagram thing feeding into the brand. We, we, we have a website. Do you remember? Oh. That? No, I yeah, you guys, are on, you, guys are on, you guys are on iTunes now. Don't sell yourself yeah. short. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We've got a, yeah, a, we a logo. Yeah, no, we had a big conversation that I guess we'll drag out into public, like not, right before we recorded last week about. We need like, more of a business gene. Yeah, no more of this selling. No, no more being humble. Yeah, fuck that. Or self-deprecating <laughs> about this. This is it. This is the fucking it's as new good world as it order. gets. Yeah. All right. All other podcasts will bow down. There aren't that. I don't know what there are. <laughs> there's what no are, other food podcast. That's the thing. Is that you guys, you nailed it. I mean, there's no, there's nothing else. So. What, there's that. Well, I'm sure there's that. There's that mm, paleo or nom nom paleo. No, no, that one. That one. Ugh. We're not talking about. There's no yeah, podcast let's not like this. Give them press. Yeah, moving let's just on. Charge ahead here. Is it really called nom nom paleo? Yeah, oh, I yeah. think so. Oh, I'm not. Gonna oh, this, poke, I'm not going to poke fun at them. I've never heard of it. But this was my. This was one of my. Uh, Questions to you: If we actually do go full on and attack Paleo, uh-huh. are you going to support us? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I mean, what's the uh, what? What? I don't really even, uh, in full transparency, understand the Paleo that much. I mean, that makes three of us. <laughs> I understand it. Oh, I mean, two of us. I know. I mean, how is it different than just it? A lot of like, what's the basis for it? Cave caveman diet. <laughs> Yeah. Now that does not, that's not a joke. See, I think it comes from the, the whole eat the... right for your blood type diet from like 15, 20 years ago. Because if you're type what, O. Doctor, uh, what's his face? Uh... No, what? Well, because type O. Like if you have type O blood, you're, that's O is original, right? Or origin. It's like the oldest blood type. So they recommend if you have type O that you eat more of like a caveman style diet. Really? I've never heard this. We had a we had a massage therapist. He used oh to come. my god! He used to give my wife and I massages in this very this basement. Is where we're, we're not dispensing information to the public about. No, I'm just saying he would always therapist. tell us to to check out that book because it is paleo. I'm just is, saying that's I think might have something to do saying. with it. Typo. So okay. maybe it does work for some people. That's what I did like about what he told us about the you write for your blood type diet is it was like a little less dogmatic. Well, I, I, it was the modern incarnation of the paleo diet since your massage therapy. Hey, Roy. <laughs> there, there have been some improvements. Roy had amazing hands. Okay. There have been some improvements. Is this the one where you went, you took all your clothes off and he didn't that like was that? Roy. But that wasn't here. That was actually at his where he was working. He was surprised. He he told me to lay down. He said, "Take off your clothes and lay on this table and let me know when you're ready." And so I did that. Oh, I never ready? had a massage. And I I said, "Okay, I'm ready." And he walked in and I was just laying naked on top of the blanket. <laughs> And he kind of just went, oh, my God. No, 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 under the blanket. And he left. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's talk about blood type. Yeah, but it was so weird because, I mean, he's – then he lifts up half the blanket, so he only wants to see one butt cheek at a time. I think it's the – It's a discreet – it's, <laughs> it's just professionals. Weird. No, I got Respect it. It was more comfortable once I was under it, for sure. All right. So eat like a caveman because we have not evolved as a species to process the modern I, food industry well enough. If sure. you go back to the way we ate, way, 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 way back, you'll be a healthier person. And so, I know. You know, Here, here's the issue I have though. We, we were just doing a competitive analysis for a granola company and uh, like under the Redwood Agency, and I was looking at the ingredients in some of the paleo granolas, and it was like craisins, like craisins, like with like sugar and stuff. Uh, and like, I, yeah, I don't. They're... But my, like, I'm like, how are they getting away with like marketing? It's like not even like I don't know. It just paleo, was... paleo creep. Yeah. That, yeah, because like a true paleo diet is really hard to package and brand. I mean, I guess you could brand it. There's a lot of caveman branding going on, but you know, it's like it's what you find out of the dirt, and it's meat. 
Well, yeah, you, you think know, so they to wouldn't make be able to do processed of it and it, it food bars and you get people that are paleo. It's like all natural all over again. Not defined. Do what you want. Yeah. Slap it's it on Paleo-esque. <laughs> right. Light. Paleo, light paleo. Yeah. I still think there should be a gluten light category. <laughs> Low gluten. Low gluten. Well, I mean, but some people have a serious allergy. I know they do, but then a lot of people don't. Like no. all these girls with gluten. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And just give them a low gluten diet. They're like, okay, I can do, yeah. Well, I think what we're poking fun at in the Girls with Gluten page is that a lot of people decided to go gluten-free without any understanding of even what, like, they had no, they didn't have celiac. I mean, there's a serious thing in celiac, but, um, but on the other side of that, there was, like, this diet craze that started where it was like, no, I'm gluten-free. Right. Um, and people really had no idea what, I don't even know if I know, like, what exactly, like, the science behind uh, you know, room, let's, room. let's ask Josh's massage therapist and see what we no, get. No, I have no science. All I know is that my son, if he eats gluten, he gets leg pains. He starts limping. Really? It's the saddest thing. He, like, we went to Disneyland, and they're really good about making sure that if you have an allergy, they cook special things for you. But we gave him a, a dessert that we had saved from the night before, not thinking. And wait, he, how, he was, how old is he, Josh? He's he's five. Oh, wow. So then he was hobbling think, around the park half the day. You know what I'm thinking? This is so bad. You're thinking I'm full of shit? No, I'm, I'm thinking he's faking it. <laughs> I don't think he fakes it because there's a lot of stuff he really like likes that he can't eat. At one point in time, he faked the leg pain and like got some sympathy mm. and then connected it to gluten. No, he was he gets real cranky know, too. No, we, we had to go to the emergency room one night because... Oh, God, I'm a terrible oh, person. Oh, what an asshole. Mark. Yeah. I'm such a dick. Okay. Yeah, his grandma gave him a whole box of mac and cheese even though we told her not to. And he woke up in the middle of the night like screaming like he couldn't touch oh, his legs. Jesus. Spent like an oh. hour in the ER. They x-rayed him. They're like, yeah, we're just going to say that uh, he has a bruise maybe because <laughs> right. they have to write something down. So, oh. so yeah. Well, this is why people go to Big special diets and uh, natural products because yeah. conventional medicine doesn't have an answer. They start searching. Right. But I think there's two, class of, two classes. There's kind of like fat no. diets and then there's, of course, yeah, right. well, I think necessary I think, uh, dietary I'm, restrictions. I think it's semi-common knowledge, public knowledge. The, that there's a difference between the fat saying? diets and no. The Gwyneth when Gwyneth Paltrow went gluten free. Who's that? She's a she's a uh, she's married to a rock. No, she's divorced from a rock star. Oh, yeah. hmm. she went paleo. She went uh, gluten free, and everybody. No, her she and probably, uh, she probably Djokovic. went paleo too. I'm sure she. Well, she's done it all. She probably is a raw foodist. She does a lot of things. She she's went been, gluten she's free. Been ju- she's been juicing for a while. <laughs> Who hasn't? Right. <laughs> I think it was a, it was her child's uh, eczema and allergies. Apple. I was probably. kidding. I was kidding when I probably said I didn't apple. know who she was. Yeah, I know her. I, I know her kid's probably name. Know. Um, all right. So we've covered all those things. But we've she solved. also has a show on PBS where she hops around uh, Europe with Mario Batali that in a show convertible. Is great, but it was like eight years ago, man. But I mean, she eats all man. sorts of crazy stuff. That's so yeah, old. That, is it that this old? Is, this is the hypocrisy of the whole thing. Exactly that. I mean, come on. It's like they're eating yeah. pasta by like the truckload and yeah. bread and wine and all this stuff. But it's all wrapped in this package of like, hey, like we're beautiful. Like we, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it doesn't balance out. You know, yeah. it doesn't my make personal trainer said it's OK. Well, I like this. So, I mean, from what I know, and I'm sure you know this, right? Like beverages is a tough category, Zach. Very competitive. Yeah, of course. But we're going direct to consumer. We're not. We're bypassing all of the retail channels. So what we're doing is we're trying to create awareness through influencers and celebrities. And then 
limit the distribution channel just to where you can only purchase the product through our website. So that's exactly it's a, what we want to do. It's a bit backwards in that a lot of people try to get into as many stores as possible. Yeah. Um, and the, like the real sad thing about it is like people spend so much money, so much money trying to get into whole foods nationally or whatever channel. And like when you run the numbers on that, there's just not like the volume does not really net out to be that much of uh, that significant of a business. There's like, hmm. you know, there's, uh, it's only 350 stores. Not that the volume can't be great, but I mean, for a little natural foods brand that's selling, I don't know, like you name it, a granola bar or beef jerky or something like that. Um, you know, like the majority of your business is going to come from much larger retail channels. So anyway, so we're like just saying, all right, let's cut through all that. There's 17 million active users on Instagram every day. Why not, why not tap into that core, uh, 17 million in our demographic. Um, and then even if we're hitting, you know, uh, 1% of that every day, we have like a, a pretty sizable business. So Instagram. So it's tough to sell stuff on Instagram, right? You can't put links in the, so you just got to find ways to hashtag it and get them to your site? Yeah, the- I mean, it's all based on, you know, obviously converting people to users and then obviously just, uh, I mean, the, the, what's happening on Instagram is really interesting in that, like, there's probably, and it's mostly girls, like, there's not a lot of dudes oh. on Instagram driving, like, sorry, Josh, there's not oh. a lot. That, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, involved. Josh. <laughs> but I'm on Instagram. So Aren't I, I a dude? <laughs> no. Go no, there's not there's not a lot of guys driving like really uh, uh creating um hmm. like personas i guess um but so girls the, are the, there's the guys a lot with, of the guys with gluten account isn't gonna isn't gonna pay off for you because <laughs> <laughs> we're ready we're ready for that one <laughs> yeah right uh, but no, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of girls that have, you know, 1 million to, you know, 10 million followers, um, with a very, very, very actively engaged community surrounding, you know, that following. And I mean, what's really interesting from a brand standpoint is people are just starting to pay now for brand, for celebrities and influencers to, you know, to post, uh, you know, essentially like advertising and leveraging the networks of, uh, of you know these different influencers and i mean it's like the total wild west like you can offer you know some people like kim kardashian or i mean you can't even pay for hers now but like someone like nicole richie i mean it's tens of thousands of dollars who like is like kind of a nobody at this point but like they're they're these girls are actually getting people to pay brands to pay that much money just because it's such a powerful medium so um yeah it's really really interesting so we're going to, we're testing it out, but I really think we have the opportunity to, to kind of change the way that brands are built in the space. I mean, there's like Whole Foods isn't the only channel that you need to go through and direct to consumer in the food industry is just, it's kind of untapped. I mean, there's been a few brands that have done it, um, in the beverage space, like Blueprint Cleanse built a really sizable, uh, direct to consumer business before they sold to Hain, but, um, there's, Hain. It's kind of untapped. I mean, there's God. there's a lot of opportunity there. So, everywhere you turn, there's Hain, who that's and and uh, Josh, you know who Hain is? Mm-hmm. They're part of Celestial Seasonings too. Oh right? boy, they bought Celestial Seasonings. Oh right, wait, but Hain has David Hasselhoff power animal. That's guy, right? why I brought it up, so you yeah. could make that reference. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You yeah. compared the CEO Irwin Simon, yes, who's a go getter. Yeah. To what was his power animal? His power animal was David Hasselhoff. Oh, which is not an animal at all. Okay. Well, depends on how you look at it. 
Wait, what is a po- what's a power animal? Uh, we had an article in Natch that was it was just matching the uh, the influential CEOs in food to their power animals. So like Indra Nuri, Nuyi, Nuyi, Trevor Nuyi uh, was a guinea pig. That's her power animal. Nice. Um, and so- it was because guinea pigs can jump really high. So the idea was that if you're going to jump over every attempt to uh, label products that have GMOs, you've got to be able to jump really high. But it's good if you don't look like you can jump really high. So you can still seem kind of innocuous. Yeah, it's very elusive. Yeah, no, yeah. I like that. So that was the, there was a few others. But it's one of Josh's best posts. And he went through four or five CEOs animals, and then he really came through at the end with the Hasselhoff reference. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, because... Should we talk about some news, or are we... Are we yeah, yeah. Segway into some news. I'm all gonna right. go take. I'm gonna go help out my son really quick. I hear his footsteps. Well, all right. He's about to come interrupt. Well, so let's see if you Zach carry can. this for a second, Mark. We got oh, it. We got it. Yeah, we got it. Did did uh, did uh, we had a couple articles, right? <laughs> we did. We which did. one? Which which one struck your fancy most? We'll talk uh, about the Michael Pollan article that appeared in New York Times, right? New York Times talking about natural and what does it mean as a uh, I guess a label, a claim. And then mm-hmm. we also had the Kitchen of the Future, which was a PSFK, whatever that is, working with Ikea. Let's do natural. I'm sure you've got a thought on that. Well, I got lost in the article after <laughs> I, sent you the, I sent you the link, but there's a quote in there, and I was thinking to myself, Oh, yeah, the rape. Is he being serious, <laughs> or is he joking? And then I remember that I've read Eating Animals. Is it? Is he eating animals? I can't. Michael Pollan. Uh, no, no, no. What's his big? What's his? That's what's Jonathan his? Safran for eating yeah. animals. No, uh, who's? Who, oh, no, where's dilemma? Pollan? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I've read yeah. that. Yes. And I remember thinking to myself, yes, I think he's probably being serious. I think the, he is being serious. Yes. And uh, then my Wait, mind, then my mind was blown. And where was, was I'm, I'm trying to pull up that quote you sent me out of that. And let's not overlook the dismaying rates of what looks very much like rape in the animal kingdom. It's really hard to talk about rape in a podcast or infanticide or the apparent sadism of your average house cat. So let's focus on the cat. (laughs) (laughs) This is where my mind was really blown. I was thinking to myself, he really like think he's really referencing house cats as sadistic. (laughs) Yeah. Very interesting. And somehow that related all back to the natural foods industry. (laughs) It did. What was so let's try. What was it? I think it was. Because we've gotten very philosophical, especially when I was still at New Hope. We would sort of, should we define this term natural? Should we not? And I would interview like social psychologists about it. Fascinating to think about. right? And, and I think he does get at it in that article, that we sort of long for something untainted, pristine. Oh, no, of uh, course. Yeah. And then, but then the reality of that is that it's your average house cat ripping apart the neighborhood <laughs> mice, <laughs> you know? With a brutality never before seen. Yeah, there's right. nothing. There's nothing Garden of Eden about it. Um, well, so I mean, you, here's the thing: is like we're like, for I mean, I guess it's for bad, but I mean, we're living in a world that's like been ultra polluted. And so, like, yeah, yeah, of course, you can make this philosophical, you know, uh, thought of, or dilemma or whatever about, um, you know, is natural really natural? You know, when you take into account pollution and you know seed pollination and all this other stuff and. But at the end, and it's like at the end of the day, there's nothing we can do about that. It's like, I don't know. Oh, damn it! <laughs> this is this is an ongoing debate. We have the, the yin yang. Wait, wait, what's the, your what's your uh, thought on it? Well, the yin yang of Natchcast here is that uh, Josh 
gets apocalyptic and says, uh, "Lightly, the I'm wo- back. No, well, deep down, the world is the world is is has is fallen and will never get up." And I kind of go, "Yeah, but maybe we got a chance, right?" <laughs> no, I, I'm an optimist too. I think we have a chance. I think I think it's funny that people are. Oh, I don't think so, we have a chance at all. I'm gonna be the doom uh, and doom. Wait, have you guys I seen this I, movie? I just saw this movie this past week called Ex Machina. Have you guys heard of oh, it? Yeah. Or seen no. it? Oh yeah, I want to see it. It is crazy. You need to watch it. I think the robots are going to take over. I think they will be extinct, and and I'm I'm okay with going on on the record saying that. I think that like within I don't know. I just it like the Put whole thing was it. just I don't know within X number of years. I mean, there's like it, when you look at like technology. I saw this article the other day in the New York Times about. How, like, cars, they're trying to figure out if they should, this is not natural foods related at all, but they're trying to figure out if they should regulate uh, driverless cars because the cars are so smart now that they really don't need any drivers. Like, you just, you can just put them on the road and put in where you're going and it'll literally drive you to the doorstep of where you're going. And anyways, but like, as computers get smarter, I don't know. Anyways, I I don't know how I get on that, but I think that there's, it it all relates back to natural foods. It does. I'd like to see the insects rise up. Uh, <laughs> That's a whole different apocalypse. Well, cre- but, I mean, but it's funny the- that people are so obsessed with natural, and um, and I think Pollen talks about it too. Like, what is what does the word really mean? Yeah, we already when, covered when, that. Well, I know, but I mean, we humans are unnatural in a, in well, the way compared we, to the rest behaving. of nature. We are the most unnatural of all uh, nature's little polyps. Everything We're, we do could be considered natural. We're chaos. If you think of, ne- of nature as being chaos, we're like, yeah, we're, we're like virus. a cancer. Ah, oh, jeez. We multiply like wants cancer. To hear this. We suck up everything around us. Like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, but I get our so kids are cute. These podcasts, huh? Our kids are cute. Well, that's the point, right? Like, we all have kids. Yeah. I, no, you, you gotta... I, I said it last week. I want my offs, my grandchildren, to be on that uh, starship that leaves for the next planet that we're gonna destroy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get... <laughs> You need to get friendly with the robots. I need to get some money. You gotta pass I gotta, through the you robot gotta filter. Buy seats on that now. So this is how it connects to natural. I think I'm a big. I'm a big. I wrote this long, turgid thing about peak natural oh. last week, um, which I think is still up on the site as the main story. But um, I kind of think some of what we're talking about this pretension, just kind of getting fed up with it. That coupled with the fact that we don't really know if it's going to make you that much healthier, right? No. Like, I mean, if you're celiac, then yeah, cut out gluten. You'll, that, that's a win. But just in the everyday, mm-hmm. you eat that all-natural snack instead of that one. Eh. You can still get but, hit by a bus, too. Yeah, well, right, or the world could fall apart. But I mean, so like, the yeah, next yeah, wave it's of natural... It's a first-world problem, too. Well, the, like, the is whole my premise... Paleo I'm, I'm going forward. You can't interrupt GMO I'm going forward. <laughs> the whole premise <laughs> of natural... Through. The whole premise, which Pollen talks about, is that it's untainted, right? And, it, and so for the past 20, 30 years, science has gotten kicked to the curbs, arm's, arm's length. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me about that. I want it, like, right out of the dirt, as close as you can get to that. So I think the next wave, you could bring in the robots. You're going to bring back in science because we're going to realize that the real payoff is this sustainability angle so that we can stay around long enough mm-hmm. for our kids to grow up and not go outside and choke Oh, we're going to grow food in labs and we'll grow it in labs and we'll, and we'll, it can, you can sort of dovetail it with natural, but it won't be afraid of science to the degree that it is now. That's my theory. Oh, I agree with that theory. And then, but then all the robots that feed us will one day be like, fuck these assholes. Yeah. Well, good. We, every, every, Let's every, torch all their food. Every story comes to an end. That would be a quite an <laughs> ending too. 
kind of Terminator meets. I was also gonna. That was an artful way to end the podcast. Dilemma. But oh, you were trying to. I don't know. Oh, that was a scene break. Want to talk about the kitchen? I mean, I guess uh, we could. Yeah. It kind of touches on what Zach was talking about with direct-to-consumer stuff. Because uh, that IKEA kitchen, right? There's no fridge because everything's being delivered fresh by drones. Oh, so yeah, there's drones. Ostensibly, there's not a lot. That's there aren't happening. a lot of grocery stores either. Do you know that, Zach? They're delivering pizzas in Russia by drone. Well, that article was from like 2014. That's been happening. That's what I'm saying. That's years. Where, that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The people, the, this, as soon as the robots, there's no delivery service. Did you know that yeah. this is a, a, an interesting anecdotal food thing? Did you know that the deli- food delivery in New York City is a $70 billion industry? Just right. people literally ordering takeout and getting food delivered to their house, which is so mm. insane to me. I mean, that is like such a huge, baffling number. I mean, it's like larger than most countries just in New York City. So, yeah. Do and so like Fresh Direct is huge there, right? Am I, do I have that right? Matt, well, yeah, it's pretty big. I mean, Fresh Direct I, now, I, like you know, I, uh, there's the other. Uh, oh, you, oh, good. Sorry. You, <laughs> the the other one. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's the number uh, two. Whatever that other company uh, is. I just. Re- <laughs> I feel like he's going to say something, but then he doesn't oh, say. Oh, uh, Skype might be cutting oh, out. Are you cutting bit. him out? I'm not cutting him out. Well, don't cut out Zach. It's internet's fault. No, no, no. Go ahead, Mark. It's are you there? You. Oh, there you yeah, are. Yeah, well, I think he was just waiting for you to run your mouth. Uh, it's it's a dead end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that's Wait, how you have so a podcast. The <laughs> just let it fizzle out. Refrigerator. Josh is all excited. So Josh, by day, is the editor of UX Magazine. Can we talk about that? I don't, yeah. Are you trying to keep different personalities? No, I've talked about it before. Oh, okay. Remember in the Origins? He's, he's way into UX. So... He's fascinated by the Internet of Things and the fact that this kitchen of the future, as envisioned by IKEA and some, well, some students, some designers, students, I think. You know, yeah, some, some, I guess, engineers and architects, right? Sure. As- aspiring architects. They envisioned a kitchen of the future that was refrigerator-less, mm-hmm. since that's typically like the center point of that. That's, that's your, been that's a big brain, pinnacle of the, of the Internet yeah. of Things discussion is the, the smart fridge as kind of the keystone element, like the first appliance that will really figure out ways to communicate with other appliances and be able to track what's inside it. And, but, I mean, there's all sorts of problems with that. That's the influence of natural foods right there. Probably. Right? Maybe. Right. Like wanting to be a part of something wanting else. Wanting to like – well, it's sustainable, right? Less, less energy and et cetera. But it was – some of the other stuff was you, food waste, quit wasting stuff. Well – Put it on your little counter, and it'll tell you what yeah. to cook, stuff like that. And the clear uh, – I liked the clear – they were going to store food in see-through ceramic cooling glassware. Yeah, yeah I, I like I, that. Like some of the stuff you'd have you to do in order to make a, a but you know smart fridge like work effectively is silly. Like Because you can use um, – you'd have to use like radio frequency identification tags to ID RFID. things. RFID. Because <laughs> – I say because like because like an, a UPC tag only speaks about a, a set of products, right? Like they they all have the same UPC number, right? I'm, I'm, but if, what are you talking? What are you saying? I'm saying that if you have put produce in a fridge, <laughs> yeah, the produce in a fridge has to do better than be able to read the UPC number because that's not going to tell it when exactly. No, it have to produced. do some type of like an external analysis or something like that of like uh, yeah, and that's yeah, by by robot. So you yeah, like people think like right well maybe there. you'll have an app and you'll scan your food as you put it in the fridge but who's going to do that nobody fujicate is an app that does that right now all right i'm just saying but like with apples and shit like stuff that doesn't have barcodes on it like you'd what you'd have to affix a rfid tag to it like it's all just kind of it's that thing where 
there's all this technology and we can use it in all these exciting ways, but people get carried away with the, the use cases and they don't really think about the I'm just well, excited pragmatic. That... Oh, go ahead. Well, yes. I was just going to say what, I mean, there's like a, ma- there's a massive industry built around the way that things are right now. Right. I mean, it's, and I just, and I think that's the biggest thing is like all these future scenarios are great, but I just don't know how that, and I guess this is on Josh's point. It's like, how does that integrate into our current lives in like a seamless way where you're like, Oh, okay, this is the natural progression of, you know, kitchen technology. And I just like, like people are so prone to and it. Like I, I've heard people say, you know, in 10 years, there won't be any more grocery stores and, you know, you'll just get everything online. And I, I, I mean, maybe that's the case, but, and that's a, maybe another interesting discussion, but it's, um, I think people are like, so, habit prone to like, you know, driving to the store and grabbing their, grabbing their, you know, their food. And, um, to think that everything's just going to be like delivered by drone is kind of seems, <laughs> seems a little far fetched, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, drones. Yeah. It's hard to imagine a sky full of drones, but, but there are disruptive products and services every now and again that make the former way of doing things all of a sudden seem silly. So yeah, it's, no, it's possible. Of course. yeah, there's just like something that we don't know about on the horizon that could change everything. But yeah, of course. But that's I part mean, of the problem is like no one, there's no predictive analysis for that. Podcasts. <laughs> Podcasts. <laughs> this conversation is the New way media. forward. I just like the fact that you could, because I had, we bought a, uh, do you know this? We bought a French butter bell. So you can have room temp. Oh, the root room temp. Yeah, food that trend was a that trend that you were off, trying but, to. Um, yeah, so you store your, no more butter in the fridge, try to spread it on your gluten. You put it in water. Yeah, right. You put the butter in water, right? Yeah, you pack this little ceramic dish, and it, it sits in yeah. water, and it's just there all the time. The butter floats in water. Do you water. know how much butter we eat? <laughs> so much butter, and because it's yeah. just so smooth. And and the current thinking is that that's good for you, right? Eating a bunch of animal like animal uh, fat. Healthy is good fats now. are coming back. Yeah, so okay. like you'll be drinking. We drink whole milk. Yeah, when it, when are you guys going to oh. do a, a feature on bone broth, which is, or have you already done it? <laughs> which we is, made fun of it at Expo West. Which we is absolutely. Gone deep. Oh, it's. I mean, I think that that is the real. It's hilarious. I mean, no, it's well, stock, no, right? I, I mean, <laughs> no, it's literally chicken stock or whatever the stock is, right? It's, it's exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. have a. I don't have a definitive. Uh, it's just so weird. It's strange. Yeah. For like, sure. who thought that bone dragging bone into the title would uh somehow sell it make it an easier sell bone caveman paleo i guess so paleo but that's taken it pretty serious pretty far well that's why we had that picture of conan the barbarian yeah we did he should be their rep i i i think we should let zach go he's been so gracious (laughs) with his time (laughs) no this is really there's there's nothing else to talk about no oh we could i mean we could go all day but we'd have to edit it out oh what's the maximum people will listen to We've got let's. I, no, there, there's there's different. I don't know. There's I'm not a lot of agreement. I'm gonna end the podcast with this comment. Yeah, because one guy said like shorter, twenty minutes, well, and then Hank. someone else said an hour is. Well, this is we're gonna create a feud here between Hank and Danielle, and they don't know each other. Uh, so this was feedback from the last podcast, where Hank said we needed to cut it like in half, need to be like ten minutes long. Yeah, and he thought Jesus. we were going off on tangents that fizzled. Danielle, so I'll give Faye, him that one. By email, feedback. I wholly disagree with the cast being too short. At least an hour is best. Mm. Yep. She also chews on her tongue. <laughs> what? That was that weird cut 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just read that. I chew. I, chew. <laughs> I also chew my tongue because it feels good on my teeth. But I was also told today that I have, in quotes, mobility in my teeth. So that might be why. And I don't think you want mobility in your teeth, Daniel. Wow. Frontier cola. What if there's a diet good. like the te- the mobile teeth diet? No, let's make it you're, happen. You're, you're, you need to start eating. Wait, I'm, firmer I'm, foods. I'm serious. Is it was. I- <laughs> Was that, a, was that a real Was that a real email Yeah uh, read yeah. that email It's actually from a This is the kind of, of feedback you get when you're in media I already <laughs> tweeted it at you but Oh we can't this is No I'm not reading that What are you not reading uh, frothy. Don't tease us. It's a perfectly fine word Oh yeah. What do you think about the word frothy Zach People don't want me to use the word frothy uh, it's kind of like moist You know like the word moist no! is just... yeah, That's the other one they don't want me to use Yeah off-putting. People don't like it. Kind of it might gr- also kind be personal, too. I would say I moist, the, moist is probably worse than frothy. But. Oh, I agree with that. See, I put frothy at work. I mean, frothy is, again, yeah. It's like that, that big, that yellow morning piss with don't all the bubbles. And the podcast <laughs> this way. Don't do it. All right. This is where it fades out. Right, where you're telling me to stop talking about pee? <laughs> Josh will edit this into magic. I think we're good. All right, everyone so follow too. Girls with Gluten. I do. On I know I do. I do, and I love it. And I do more of a scale of pictures than Thanks for listening to the Natchcast. Thanks, Zach, for being our first guest. Delightful guy, delightful conversation. Get over to Instagram, check out Girls with Gluten. You won't be sorry unless you have a gluten allergy or a girl allergy. Also, when you listen to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating if you like us. Or maybe you like Zach and you think we're buttholes. Still, give us a five-star rating. We'll boost our profile on that giant podcast universe space area. Good night.